everybody. Good morning, man. I got a direct. Good morning. That's great. Uh, why don't you guys join me in prayer real quick? Dear God, uh, we thank you so much for this this day. We thank you for cooler weather in the midst of what could be a normally hot time of year. Um, God, we thank you that we can gather together and uh, study your word. And we just ask that you would speak to us this morning. Amen. Cool. Well, uh, welcome to week three of uh, Summer 2.0, a series we've been doing this summer, looking at kind of um, what are we going to do with our summer? Uh, when we look at uh, the summer, there's obviously uh, maybe for some of you a vacation looming on the horizon, or maybe you're looking and just saying, hey, I have like a little bit slower season, uh, going to enjoy the longer days, that sort of thing. And what are you actually going to do with that? Um, in this series, we've looked at a couple different things. The first week was really about uh, rest and the fact that uh, God provides us times of rest. He gives us ways of rest even as we're doing our work. And then last week, we actually looked at uh, t- using this time, uh, our little slower schedule, to take a step back, get a bigger shot of things, look in the fire tower of life, look at the bigger perspective, and kind of get a better idea of uh, what we're going to do with our time to make the most of things and really buy up different opportunities. Uh, today, we're going to be looking at how we can include other people in our summer plans. And whenever I think of summers, all I think of is including people because all of the summers, uh, or all the vacations I took when I was a kid was to get the family together and go do something. And so uh, most of my, fam- my summers looked a lot like this. There's a picture. Boom. The old 1991 Maroon Dodge Caravan. It was actually a little redder than this one. And uh, when I was actually looking up pictures uh, of Dodge Caravans, I kept thinking, no, 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 let me, maybe it was a different model year, because I remember us, ours looking really cool. Uh, turns out there was no cool 1991 Dodge Caravan, but we would get in and pack up, and we would head to uh, usually either the mountains or the beach. That was our kind of our pattern. One summer, particularly, we went to Colorado, which was absolutely awesome. I grew up in Louisiana, flat state, no mountains. Um, you know, we're talking maybe one to two foot of ele- elevation gain. So Colorado blew my mind, literally. Uh, but it was a 21-hour trip, and we camped all along the way. So this was the longest trip I've ever taken in my life. Uh, but there was kind of an order to things in our car. My mom got to control the air conditioning unit. And she likes things freezing cold. So that was that. Dad could control the radio, so we listened to all sorts of things. Of course, you get to certain parts of Texas, and all there is is country music. But my dad was in control of the radio. And then I'm the youngest of two, so my older brother got to pick the seat. So he got the back row to himself, which meant I was in the middle of everything, on the middle row of the Dodge Caravan. And so... This was kind of the way all of my vacations went. Uh, the Dodge Caravan has an air-conditioned system that basically blows all things down the middle. So it was freezing cold all the time. I couldn't even control the music. This was pre-DVD, Game Boy, whatever. Uh, you know, so it was kind of, you know, it could get pretty boring uh, in that Dodge Caravan. But uh, these were our vacations. And honestly, when I look back on them, surprisingly enough, to all the parents who were doing this to their kids this summer, I actually have fond memories of these things. So, you know, be encouraged that, uh, you know, it's it's worth putting them through this. But uh, when we co- include others in our plans, sometimes we can kind of feel like this, like, 
man, I'm completely out of control here. I don't get to pick and choose my things or I'm going to have to bend to include them. And um, last summer, actually, Holly and I put ourselves through something very similar to this. We needed to go to a uh, conference in New Mexico. And so it started out with a couple saying, hey, you can use our van. And so we had a Honda Odyssey, a little step up from that uh, Dodge Caravan. And uh, two people became six people, became eight people, and a, a full-size people in a mini van. And uh, so we had a really good time getting out to New Mexico. Um, a lot of fun, but definitely all the memories are, this was fun, but we will never do that again. <laughs> but when we think about the summertime and we think about including people, a lot of times when I think about the summer, my dreams, my daydreams of vacation, that sort of thing, are like a desert island. Just getting away from everything, shutting everything down and getting away. And uh, when I think about maybe including people in summer plans, sometimes I can just picture, I don't want to get back in that Dodge Caravan. I don't want to put myself through that again. Um, today, um, hopefully this will encourage you as we kind of go through this um, but I ask that question as I'm thinking about summer plans, like why, why bother including people in my summer plans? And as I look at scripture, it seems to me uh, that God wants people to interact. So why is it that God wants people to interact? That's the question I kind of ask as I'm thinking through my summers. Why is it, God? Like, because why can't I just like take off and just kind of go? The first week we talked about rest, and again, sometimes you need to take some rest. You need to just shut it down, go to sleep. When you dream, there might be people there, but that's, you know, not not your choosing, whatever. Uh, and sometimes you need to take some a step back to get perspective. Uh, but why does it seem that God really wants us to interact with people? Where does this relationship thing happen? So the first thing is uh, that God really made us to be relational. So this is very important to the way we're made. Genesis 2.18 says, uh, The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So we know the story, Adam and Eve. God created Eve as a helper to Adam. But then it just kind of trickled from there. There was families, uh, clans, towns, civilizations. We look around at social media, and there's people everywhere. This is honestly the way that God created the flow of things and um God made us to be relational. When I think over my life, I think to myself, well, man, I'm, you know, I've gotten pretty far by myself. Uh, I've done all this stuff. But when I'm really honest and look at things is um, I'm glad I have relationships. I'm glad I have people around me because I don't like to be alone. Honestly, it's nice to have people so I don't have to be alone. It's honestly, it's very wise to have people in your life. Uh, when we were ever at uh, Mark Keppel High School meeting. Uh, I don't know if anybody remembers the days of having to take up uh, tables and take down tables, but it was a really, really tough task. And guys would do this thing where they'd take down the table by just kind of like just flipping it, clicking out the legs and getting to the next table. And then uh, one of the guys came up with this brilliant strategy called two people working on it at the same time. And I found that it is so much easier to set up and tear down tables together. This guy is brilliant. But that's honestly, it's the way life works. When we, when we work together, things just work a lot better. And so I, that's kind of been something that's framed my life is working as two rather than one. 
it's an encouragement to have people because when I'm feeling uh, down, I'm usually a pretty upbeat person, but when I'm feeling down, it really is very encouraging to me to have somebody saying, hey, it's really not that bad, or hey, you know, keep going, you're doing a great job. Um, um, probably the most practical demonstration of this, if I was going to just paint a really clear picture, is have you ever gotten something stuck in your teeth? You know, it's really helpful when you have somebody that's brave enough. You have to have brave friends to really point it out, right? But when you have something stuck in your teeth, it's just really helpful for somebody to say, hey, you have something stuck in your teeth. Then you can fix the problem. Well, what I've learned just looking back at my life is that uh, in every area of our life, we need people to see that there's stuff stuck in our teeth. Hey, you know, you're kind of acting like a jerk or... You know, you do it this way. Would you would you consider maybe doing it a different way? This might go a lot, lot faster. As I've had other people looking into my life, I've noticed that, you know, my life just goes a lot better, and it's really helpful to have people looking into your life. Um, and people really help us grow. New ideas, new relationships. Uh, some of the friendships that I have, have have kicked my life light years forward into the future because I've been able to see new ways of doing things. And when I'm really can humble myself, I can actually take that advice and say, man, you know what? The way you're doing it is better. So these relationships are really, really important. And I want to acknowledge things right off the bat. Not everybody. I am, I am a alpha people person. I love people. Uh, when I first moved to LA, like my most relaxing thing that I would do is I would go to the intelligentsia on sunset and silver Lake. If anybody's been there, it's complete chaos. And for some reason that was really calming to me being around a lot of people. I understand that not everybody is like that. Um, I actually found this meme that helps me wrap my mind around uh, introverts. <laughs> Why does it have to be a group activity? We're not all we're not all uber people person. Sometimes we need uh, limited exposure to people, or you need to take a little rest before you go into social cir- circles. I understand everybody's not going to be the same in this talk. The other thing is when I think about. Um, uh, I, I know that I have some friends that are the strong, silent type, kind of like a John Wayne. Maybe you're more like a Ron Swanson for the, the younger crowd. Uh, but, I, you know, I really respect the Duke. I love uh, John Wayne movies and that idea of the strong, silent type. Maybe it was because I was never uh, strong nor silent. Um, <laughs> but it's easy to, like, look at them and admire the, the, the individual uh, and say, hey, you know, that's the way to be, just the lone ranger. But honestly, um, when we relate to people, there's something that is produced in our life that's really, really valuable. And honestly, it reflects the fact that this is the way that God wove this world together. The second thing, when we think about, like, why would God want us to uh, to, to relate to each other is that God uses his church uh, to help each other as well as, help the world to build into the world. So when we, we gather here together on Sundays, we get a picture of a bigger thing that's happening throughout the week. Uh, and the church doesn't, isn't the building and it's not necessarily just the Sunday morning. Uh, and it's not just your groups. It really is the church being the church is when, uh, somebody needs to move and we help them move when, um, you know, someone's, uh, you know, had, had something happen health wise and we bring them a meal uh, honestly, the way this has looked for me is that right now I'm speaking to you, so I'm, you know, being the church 
feeding into the body, uh, building it up. Uh, but also afterwards, somebody will say, hey, you didn't do too bad. And I'll go, hey, thank you. That's <laughs> encouraging. So we build, we build together. It's an amazing uh, body that God has created in the church, and we build each other up. And it's a beautiful picture. In addition to that, the church lifts its head and looks around and says, hey, I got this great community that I'm in. And they look around and say, hey, my neighbor doesn't have something like that, or they're alone, or they need help moving, or they need help with this or that. And we can look up at the world around us and say, hey, man, here's something that practically I can do. That's another reason that God wants us to relate. Uh, But the third thing is that God has a mission that he wants people to carry out. And this is something that um, hopefully is very refreshing to you this morning, but it's something that I have to remind myself of all the time. And it's what God is exactly doing in humankind. Uh, we know that God created us, uh, or at least that's the the um, the baseline assumption of the Bible. God created us. And from pretty early on, humans took that information and said, hey, well, I'm going to go do my own thing. And this was burned into us. This sin, like doing our own thing, has really burned into us. And it's uh, to where each one of us is pretty much born with the inclination that we're going to go do our own thing. Um, Romans 3.23 is a good verse uh, for this, but it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This can be a discouraging thing when you say, Oh, man, you're saying I sin? Yes. It could also be really encouraging to you when you mess up and you realize, Hey, we actually have all sinned. We've all done wrong things. We've done gone our own way. There is a penalty to that sin, too, uh, for doing our own thing, and that's death. And uh, Romans 6.23 is a verse that kind of outlines that. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So there really is a penalty for the sin that we have, and that's death. But God made a way through Jesus Christ for us to uh, to go a different way, to have a different penalty, to instead of having the penalty of death, to be made new, to made whole, to have eternal life with him, to have real life, not just in heaven someday, but here on earth, a completely different quality of life. This is really, really important that we remember this because um, God really wants every single person to be saved. So I wrote this up here and I put two verses next to it. You might want to write those down because it's encouraging to hear this is to remember that God wants everyone to be saved. Uh, because as a church, you know, we can look around the people around us and say, uh, I don't know about that guy. I know that there's people that have been in my life that have been very encouraging to me that probably at some point or another had looked at my life and said, I don't know about that guy. I don't know if, you know, God can do something with him. But God wants everyone to be saved. He wants everyone to be a part of his family, to, ber- to come into what he's doing, to include other people. And some of you have been coming to Church of the Valley for a little while, and maybe you uh, are, aren't really sure what to do with this whole Jesus thing, and you're still trying to figure, figure your way through this thing. But um, that's, that's really honestly why we do what we do on Sunday mornings. We want people to come in and feel comfortable to ask questions, uh, to, get the, to get answers, to, um, to learn what the Bible says about all this stuff. And at any time, if you have any questions or want more information, those connection cards that we had people fill out, there's actually a blank in there. If you wanted to know more about having a relationship with Christ, you can check that off or talk to one of the staff members, that sort of thing. That's honestly what we're about is letting people know this message. 
Um, but kind of looking even bigger than this is that um, God invites people who've figured that one out, who've committed to make Jesus the boss of their life. He's invited us into this mission with him. And every Christian is able to be a part of God's mission here on earth. We need to remember this constantly, that uh, because of what God's done in us, he's now deploying us back into this world. Um, Romans 10, uh, 13 through 15 is another verse uh, that kind of encourages us on this. It says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. That word preach isn't necessarily like what I'm doing right now, speaking to a big group. It's basically people sharing, telling people about what God has done for them, what Jesus has done in their life. And honestly, this verse just constantly, or this passage reminds me that if I don't go, people aren't going to know. It's just that simple. That's the way God works in this world. And it's really gracious because he allows us to be part of the bigger adventure uh, that he wants to do here in this world, that he can, um, he uses us uh, in the lives of other people. Another verse that's kind of encouraging on this is 1 Thessalonians 2.8, which says, uh, so we cared for you because we loved you so much. We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. And this is the fun aspect of when we're helping people uh, connect with God is that we can share not just this gospel message, uh, but our very lives. We can have fun with them. We can invite people in and we can do different things uh, with people. And uh, there's a real refreshing element to this. Proverbs 11:25 is another kind of verse that, that reminds us of this. It says, a generous person will prosper and whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. And this is the relationship that we have uh, in the work that God gives us is that as we pour ourselves out and we take the chance and for my introverts that you get out there and uh, connect with people, that God actually refreshes you. And God refreshes us in all kinds of different ways, but um, he wants to use us. He wants to use us in the lives of others. And um, how do we do this? If we want to say, hey, you know, I've heard of people saying that uh, God wants to use me in the life of other people. Um, how can I practically do this? Because, you know, I don't, I don't want to get up there and talk in front of a bunch of people. And I don't want to do anything overly complicated. How could I get started this summer um, in helping people, connecting with people, uh, being involved in people's lives? And it's, it's really as simple as including other people. So... If you were going to include people in what you're doing this summer, who would you include? The first group might be your family and friends. Uh, for me, summertime is the first time that I usually get to take a breath. And I try to re uh, reconnect with the cl my closest friends and family just because a lot of times with work and church and different things, it just it's kind of a blur. And I realize that I haven't called my grandmother in quite a while and I haven't. I haven't talked to my family or I haven't connected with uh, friends that really encourage me. So maybe that's the first one that I, I usually go after. The second is uh, the body, this, the, the, the gathered body of Christ. Like, so um, 
during the summer we have a little slower pace, and so uh, you know I have some friends in the, the the congregation that I don't normally get to connect with, and so I get to do that, and that's really refreshing to me because um, you know I enjoy spending time with them. Maybe it's uh, you know grilling out, uh, going to the pool, um, or Meeting someone new in the church that you've, that comes to the church that you've never seen before. You go, hey, you know, I've seen you for a while, but I never asked you your name. Boom. That could be the beginning of including somebody in what you're doing this summer. Uh, and then the third group is kind of this amorphous group in the Bible called neighbors. And your neighbor could be your coworker. It could be your physical neighbor. It could just be somebody that you bump into at the park and it just seems really coincidental that you keep bumping into them. Uh, but including people in your summer could be just kind of meeting somebody brand new that you've never uh, taken the chance to kind of get to know. And, um, and God can use these kind of connections uh, for his purpose and this grid- bigger work that God's doing in the world. Um, so that's how it kind of looks uh, for people that you can include. Uh, the next is uh, what can I do as just an individual? If I was going to set out, Kind of like this guy with a uh, you know, motorcycle head out on the road trip with one extra sidecar. Um, what could I do as an individual? Well, one thing that you can do is just to be aware of the people around you. Sometimes when I'm in the busy season and I'm cranking along, I don't even look up and go and realize that there are people around me. Um, so just slowing down and saying, hey, man, there's people around us. God can use just that little bit of looking up and seeing the people around us. The next thing is to uh, include people in what you're already doing. So there's things that I'm doing all the time that might not be all that exciting, but uh, I can include them in, uh, in include people in that. Uh, one is like, you know, dinner. I eat dinner every night. Uh, me and Holly uh, from time to time try to have people uh, come over and just kind of connect because we were going to do dinner anyway, and it's just great to have somebody over. Uh, but find out the things that you're already doing. Maybe ask people to come help you with things or to watch a movie or whatever, anything. Uh, the next thing is to invite people to do something fun. So this one takes a little bit more work, maybe a little bit of planning. Maybe you come up with a creative a creative idea. You're going to have a sushi-making night, and so you're going to invite people over and say, hey, do you like sushi? Well, how would you like to learn how to how it's made? That kind of thing. Sometimes um, I'm from New Orleans and people like Cajun food, and so, or I assume people like Cajun food sometimes. And so inviting people over to learn how to cook the meals that my aunt took me, taught me how to make, those kind of things are uh, really fun to get people together. But it could be anything. Anything that, uh, that gets people together that they would like to do is a way to include people in your summer. And then let's think about this as a church. So you got this big, obviously... We went from the motorcycle to the big bus. As a church, what do we do as a church to include people? So this summer, uh, in most summers we do different events, but this summer we have some special events planned uh, in order to include uh, a bigger group of people. One would be uh, a movie night. So we're, you'll just stay tuned. We're figuring this one out. But um, we have this amazing facility, and we have literally a theater here. Uh, but we also have such a beautiful outdoor uh, area that we could do kind of like an outdoor movie. And so uh, we're kind of planning that one out, but an opportunity for us to just have a big movie, nothing nothing fancy, but the kind of thing that we can just say, hey, do you like movies? Come connect with us. You know, really, really simple, low bar, something that you can easily invite people to. 
Uh, the next thing is that we do, uh, we'd usually do some, some big events. You're going to be hearing about some things we'll do on Sunday mornings, uh, just to create space and include people in what we're doing. And, and I think you'll be pretty amazed at some of the things that are uh, coming down the pipe that are going to be great and exciting and fun to, to pull people into. But the third thing is, uh, is really just doing things kind of as smaller groups. Uh, and sometimes when we think of uh, connecting with people as a big church, we, we just have an event and we invite a bunch of people to it. But really one of the strengths of the church is that as individuals, we can team up as ones and twos and threes and invite people in. And um, so one thing, one focus for this summer is going to be uh, creating kind of smaller meetups and just asking the question, um, what do people want to do? I don't know if I had that as a question. Boom. What, a, what do people you interact with want to do? Very, very simple question. This is something that any of us can figure out just by asking people, hey, what do you like to do? And then inviting people around to do that. This is probably the easiest way that we can include people in what we're doing. Uh, but that's going to be something that you'll be hearing a little bit more about how we'll structure that. But uh, think through that question. Is you know The people that I'm connecting with, uh, that I run around with all, all the time, that I bump into, uh, what are these guys already doing? And how can we kind of band together to introduce, introduce them to our friends, to, to connect them with other people and include them in what we're doing this summer? So um, this is the final message of this series, and I hope it's been refreshing to you. I know that we've talked about rest, which that's usually a pretty low bar one. They're, they're listening to that message and saying, man, that, that was really refreshing. I like you preaching on rest. We need to talk about that one more often. Or... Maybe you heard the one about uh, taking a step back and getting a bigger picture on things. And you said, man, yeah, thinking, taking a step back and thinking about my life. That's the message I really liked. And maybe you hear this one today and you say, man, that sounds like a lot of work. Well, uh, often buying up opportunities looks like work. If we have an opportunity uh, to connect with somebody, to bring people into what God is doing in this world, it's going to cost us something. Uh, but maybe we can just get creative. Uh, maybe one way that we can make this a little lighter load is by teaming with other people uh, to make the load of pulling something off or inviting people over a little lighter. Uh, or maybe you just include people in what you're already doing. Maybe that's the way that you make this happen. But um, the summertime, when we take a step back and slow down a little bit, is really a great time to connect with people and really include people in what God is doing. So what does this look like for us? Um, it really looks like meeting with people, meeting, meeting new people. It might look like taking a chance for you if, you, if that's really hard for you to get out of your shell. Um, it honestly might look like a lot of fun. I don't want to make this a downer like this is a whole bunch of work. Including people in our life can be very refreshing, and, um, and God can use it to do uh, terrific things. And I can guarantee for the people who connect with God through our relationships, this is life-changing. This is life-giving, and most of us are here today because somebody took a, li- uh, took a chance and included us in what they were doing. So um, today, uh, as we wrap up things, I'll call the band to come back up and just ask that you kind of think through your next steps. We're going to keep these next steps really, really simple today because uh, it's basically to include people. Uh, but the first next step you might want to consider is to consider how I can include others in what I'm doing this summer. Really, really simple. The second thing is to think through what would be fun to get people together to do. 
just really already just start thinking about that. What are, what are people like to do? How could I get people together? And then the third one, we just left blank this week um, because maybe you heard something, uh, kind of a challenge this morning, and you need to just write that one down. If that's the case, then that blank space is for you. And I'm going to close this out in a word of prayer, but let's just, uh, I think this is a great opportunity for us to band together this summer and really do some things for God. Dear God, uh, we thank you so much for your goodness and uh, just for how you actually use us in your plan. You could have left us out, but um, you choose to grow us and allow us to be part of the adventure. And the adventure really can start with something as simple as including other people in what we're already doing. And so I pray that as uh, as we think about our summer, Lord, that you would just challenge us to uh, step outside of ourselves and to do what you did first for us by coming down to earth. And um, you included us in what you're doing, and we're thankful for that. And we ask that you would challenge us to do the same for others. Lord, we praise you. Amen.